0: Hey everybody, this is Tom back with you on Pursuing the Muse. I'm thrilled today to be chatting with Dallas singer songwriter John Danforth. After a series of EPs, John's been making waves since his debut album, Beginning and End, came out in 2022. He's followed it up with his latest release, Repetitions, which came out last quarter of 2023. His blend of catchy melodies and introspective lyrics resonates with audiences, and I'm excited to delve into his creative process and musical journey. So buckle up, because without further ado, here is John Danforth. <laughs> This is Tom with Pursuing the Muse, and I'm joined by John Danforth. You're uh, you're in Dallas, right? That's right. I'm in Dallas. Okay, you were but you were born and raised in Arkansas.
1: Yeah, so I was born and raised like just outside of Little Rock, which is the capital city of Arkansas for those who are not familiar. Um, I grew up in Ferndale, actually, so kind of out in the woods and lived in arkansas for like 25 years before uh moving to texas so so yeah
0: excellent one of my favorite things about dallas is i'm in chicago is uh that it's the closest in an out burger to me oh is it it, wow. is. <laughs> it is wow
1: okay i didn't even know that yeah i've actually got one like 2 minutes from my house so oh. Yeah, I gotta go. Give me an animal style every once in a while, you know.
0: <laughs> You're livid in luxury. I guess so. <laughs> All right. So uh, to get started, I I thought I'd ask, how did you get started writing songs?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I started playing guitar. I think when I was like 12 or 13 years old, and I started playing guitar after my mom had like tried to make me do the piano lessons thing, which which I think most moms do I I suppose maybe um but I come from a musical family so my mom played uh piano and clarinet she was very good at clarinet and then my dad sang in the church choir so music was always kind of around and um and yeah I started playing like I said when I was 12 or 13 and just immediately like started trying to to write songs for for whatever reason that's kind of what I was drawn to was was trying to write a song that was cool um I wasn't really drawn to like trying to like shred or like play guitar really awesome or or do the solo thing um, or do the solos thing, I guess. Um, It was more just about songwriting right from the get go. So, so yeah, I got started then and wrote a whole bunch of really bad songs for years, right, (laughs) as one does. And then hopefully you get to the good ones. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, So, yeah, hopefully I've, I've made some progress and I'm hopefully writing a little bit better now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and who were your inspirations when you started out? What kind of songwriters were you like borrowing from?
1: Yeah. So when I first started out as a kid, um, I, I grew up kind of in a, uh, very i guess more conservative christian home and so like a lot of folks in the bible belt or a lot of kids that i knew in the bible belt we weren't really supposed to listen to secular music so we were we were in theory limited to like christian music um and so i listened to a lot of jars of clay right out of the gate um i enjoyed them but you know as as kids like us did we would steal radio time when the parents were at home. And so we would listen to a lot of nineties rock. So I I guess at the time, you know, as far as influences, I mean, you know, I was listening to a lot of jars clay when I was a kid, like I said, but, but yeah, a lot of nineties rock, um, you know, we listened to a lot of like Nirvana and Foo Fighters and, um, you know, Third Eye Blind, listened to a lot of Third Eye Blind because I was on the radio, Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, all those bands, Blink 182, uh, listened True. to a lot of Jimmy Eat World. So I would say initially um, that's probably who I was kind of influenced by, those, those folks um, kind of starting off the bat, just the stuff that I grew up with, right? Um, and then as I got older and started to go back a bit further in terms of who I was listening to, um, you know, Johnny Cash became a big influence for me, still is. John Prine, uh, Bob Dylan, you know, all those guys. Um, Father John Misty is somebody who I really like. I've been listening to him for for a little while and really love what he's doing. Uh, Sergio Simpson, you know, that's another person that I, Kind of fell in love with like five or six years ago, or, or whatever meta modern sounds uh came out loved that record um so yeah those are some of that's kind of how my influences have kind of shifted over the
0: years now i I will add that i part of my anticipation and excitement of talking to you is in the fact that in addition to being a fantastic songwriter, you're also like really funny on twitter oh, so uh, <laughs> um I and I I bring up Twitter just because I, I notice from your feed that you listen to a lot of music on uh on a, on a regular basis and you're you're always giving shout outs to all kinds of new records and it's like you're even helping me keep pace of uh of some of the re- releases out there. So it seems like you have a very eclectic um influence level.
1: Yeah. Well well thank you for saying that. Um Twitter can be fun, I suppose, sometimes, right? Um, but it but used yeah, to I, be. it used to be fun. and now yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a long and winding journey with with Twitter or X or whatever we call it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, I, I love music. I love to listen to you know everybody says they listen to everything, but I really do enjoy listening to everything. I mean, even like this year, you know, when I look at the albums that I've listened to probably the most, it's like Caroline Polachek. You know, it was more like pop-oriented. Um, Nickel Creek's new album, I've been listening to that a ton. Olivia Rodrigo, I loved her new album. Blake Lang 2's new album. So it's like, you know, there's just so much good music out there. Obviously, there's good stuff from the past, but there's so much awesome stuff that's being made now um, that I just love. So, yeah, love to tweet about it when
0: I can. <laughs> <laughs> and then... All that stuff that that kind of comes in and percolates, um, it it has resulted in your new record, uh, repetitions, which is an apt title because I'm listening to it repeatedly. So uh, I don't know if that was a subliminal uh, re- thing you were trying to do, but it worked. <laughs> so uh, it's it's a great oh, it's 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 a lot of, it's a lot of pop, and I would say sonically it feels light and in a way and light and energetic at the same time. And then, but when you hear the words, it gets, it's a lot deeper, you know, and it, and it makes for a, a beautiful, beautiful balance of like uplifting and yet makes you think. So uh, uh, kudos to you on, on this, this new record, which is really, really good.
1: Well, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun to make and, um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned kind of pop, pop the pop side or, or, you know, I guess, and, and even as we were making the album, what I wanted to do, or one of the goals for a, a bunch of the songs, um, particularly, I guess, on the, the, the front half of the album, was I wanted it to sound more like pop for what I'm doing. Like uh, Wilco, I can't remember which album it was, but they referred to it as their poppiest album as far as like, you know, how if they imagine their songs as pop, this is what it would sound like. And that was kind of how I felt about, or what I was trying to do with some of the songs on this album was trying to lean into whatever pop would be for me. Uh, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that was kind of an intentional, intentional thing. Um, as far as, you know, the lyrics, you know, I, I, my goal is to write something that's, you know, kind of speaking to, you know, deeper issues on 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 some of the songs. Some of the songs I just want to have fun with it, you know, and and have a good time. Uh, but but some of them I do want to hit on those deeper issues that hopefully hopefully can resonate with other people. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of, kind of the goal.
0: It seems like uh, your first single from the record was novelty, and that seems mm-hmm. to be an example of something that's just having a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. it's 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 like it's in that realm of like almost perfect pop songs and like mm-hmm. in my mind in history I, I like to me the perfect pop song is uh Marshall Crenshaws whenever you're on my mind it's okay. just uplifting it gets in it does its job and it's mm-hmm. over and then when it's done everybody feels happier and, and yeah. that's like the same kind of mold that I feel like mm-hmm. uh novelty is uh, is in
1: yeah well thank you so much that's very kind um yeah I, I wanted it to be i wanted it to be fun i wanted it to be kind of almost sing-songy and almost silly at points because it's uh, because of the subject matter with social media and you know folks being willing to do bizarre things to to try to get attention through social media and sometimes understandably so but still it's very silly um uh, you know some of the things that are done so so yeah i was trying to go for that
0: awareness here and there <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I don't need to be pouring things on myself uh, to, to get to get likes. Exactly. But anyway, uh, so how how did that song come about for you? Can Can you uh, take us through the whole process of where where it started as a mere glimmer in your eye and and yeah. came out?
1: Yeah. So for for novelty, the um, the chorus, which is kind of more, I would say, sing songy. I came up with the melody idea. I was just driving, you know, I think I dropped a kid off at school or something and was just driving. And so the melody kind of came to my head and I thought it was, hey, that's kind of maybe a little catchy. It's kind of funny. And so I just, you know, whip out my iPhone and and do the voice recorder um, and got the melody down. And then later I, you know, went back in and kind of filled in a little bit more. Uh, But yeah, as far as the lyrics, I mean, you know with social media, it's something that I've thought about you know you know quite a bit you know my what I do for my day job, I'm around social media quite a bit, and then obviously in my you know with my music and with everything else i spent I'm a millennial right you know so um I've spent a lot of time on social media and I've thought about it a lot, and I kind of go back and forth as to whether I want to keep being on it and spending time there and it's like you know there's sometimes I feel like the cons outweigh the pros. Um, you know, and so those, those kind of thoughts have been kind of just, you know, percolating in my mind for, for a while now, right. Especially with, you know, recent, I guess, cultural and political happenings, um, and how information gets, you know, you know, distorted and everything. So I don't know, it's been on, I feel like the the collective consciousness, everybody's mind, social media, the goods and the bads about it. And so, I don't know, it was, it was pretty easy and straightforward to, to get the lyrics out. And I mean, it was kind of fun to like put myself in there, even though it's not necessarily completely written, you know, from my perspective, All it's right. kind of fun to kind of put yourself in there and kind of try to flex that muscle a little bit and have, have some fun with it, you know, cause it's, I would say lyrically, it's pretty different from what I have normally done historically. I think it's more almost sardonic, you know, it's a little silly, kind of funny, little, I don't know. So it, it was something different. It was, it was, it was fun to, fun to do that.
0: Yeah, I think it keeps it fresh and keeps it keeps it fun that way. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the goal. Now it, with the the record itself, um, I don't know. Are there ten, eleven songs on there or uh, ten songs? Yeah, 10. okay. Mm-hmm. Did they did it did it come to you over a span of time with the ten songs, or did you sit down and like bang them out like within a, a compressed time frame? Yeah, so for this for this album, it really, some of the songs
1: I've been sitting on for years and just didn't feel like, you know, they were ever ready until I continued to refine, continued to change things, tweak things. I'm like, oh, okay, now it's ready. So, for example, Nothing At All, um, I probably wrote that song four years ago, maybe, something like that. So, I've had it for a while. Um, it just didn't fit in on, to me, it didn't really fit in on whatever projects I was working on at the time. And then finally, by the time I got to this album, I had refined it a bit more. And then I I got the idea that, you know what, what if we tried to just like on every song that I've released, my acoustic guitar is on there. And this is the only song that I've ever put out. I've got like 35 songs on Spotify from various projects. This is the only song out of all of those where no acoustic guitar at all. You know what I mean? And so that was kind of a part of that thinking of like, all right, let's try something new. Let's, let's mix it up a little bit. Um, and so I was like, what if we just start it with piano and just bring in strings and just kind of make it oh, try to aim for that kind of more cinematic uh, feel. And it, you know, in my opinion, it paid off. I, I like the arrangement. I like the acoustic guitar not being, you know, on a song for once. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, do something different. Uh, it's so a novelty. Exactly. Song- <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at that. Um, and so that one, uh, yeah, is an example of one of the older ones. There's another song on the record, uh, "Time Won't Turn Around," which was actually, I had a, I already released that song uh, back on my Departure EP, uh, which came out um 2018 uh or 2019 so i had done like a version of that back then and then we basically grew the song expanded it and made it faster when playing like full band live and so i was like i kind of like this live version uh, a little bit better it's got more going on more dynamic more a little bit more rock and roll in it at the end um and so i thought it would be fun to kind of redo that song for this record um and it's it's also kind of fun because it plays into the repetitions theme
0: because we're repeating this song again. There you go. So I was wondering yeah, if anyone would doing notice it on that. So many levels. I, I, <laughs> it's a it's a good thing I've, I'm interviewing you so I can can catch all these levels. Yeah. Ooh. There you go. And, um, and I saw that it's it was it's a sundown version. Is that the way it's? Uh, ty- okay. Yeah, cause yeah. I was curious about that. I'm mean, like, in. Uh, i apologies for not catching that I, the the first version was out there but
1: uh oh no 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 worries yeah no um so yes yeah, it's, it's time will turn around sundown version it's, and it's named that because the first time we played the um the new version of it that was a little more rock and roll um it was at a venue called sundown at granada in dallas and so nice that's the sundown part um that's so, yeah. going to be a
0: trivia question one day. <laughs> Ooh, there you
1: go. There you go. Uh yeah. I'll be ready. So, yeah, yeah. And then it's so yeah, a couple of the songs were like older songs, right? Years old. And then like, you know, other ones, Bad Faith, I like just wrote that one uh like pretty pretty soon before we started recording. Um it all came together pretty quickly. Uh and again, that was another fun kind of I guess new direction for me or, or new flavor, a little bit more rock than than what I've done in the past, you know, a fun solo in there. And um, so that, that one was fun and, you know, very new. And then the last song, I Don't Want to Forget, that was also one that was uh, very recently written as well. So, so yeah, it wasn't like a situation where you just sit down and, like, you know, bang the whole 10 songs out. It's, like, kind of a, a journey for this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I can see how what's nice about it you know you say it's nothing along nothing at all has been around a while is that it it's a really nice contrast to a lot of what's been going on on the first half and you know th- honestly i I have a different favorite song on the record uh depending on when you ask me and I think when I was writing to you earlier, uh, nothing at all w- was my favorite at that time, and it's it's still high up the list and um is that you on piano there or is that somebody else? Uh no, that's somebody else, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, a musician. Is is guitar your, your only instrument or you you do any others? Uh just guitar. Just guitar. Yeah. I, okay. You're I based mean as I, a as a frustrated no, I, guitarist. I, I, <laughs>
1: I should I should do bass that because then I could like you know jump in with other bands sometimes eat some more easily I feel like but uh, yeah acoustic guitar is is my my thing I've got an electric guitar but to be honest with you I haven't like played it in years to be honest it's just okay. all, all always acoustic for me so far
0: it's working so <laughs> yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it thank you yeah, yeah yeah I have fun with it so <laughs> yeah and then another song that's a highlight on the record uh, can't stay here and I. that that was also a single that came out before the album itself Mm -hmm. did you write that with the strings in mind or was that something that evolved in the studio
1: yeah um i always wanted a cello on it um from the get-go yeah i I always kind of envisioned that and and i i had the same player uh, um he played on the song begin again which is on my other album um and i really liked his work there and so to me, that song, I thought, yeah, I thought it'd be fun to have a cello on it. And I like how it turned out. I like how it turned out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It it, it, it like it lifts it and it takes it. Did you did you have a, a melody in mind for him to play or did you just kind of give him a starting point and say, go? Yeah, so for like the, the verses,
1: I was just going to let him do what his thing and figure something out and just tell him where to come in. For the kind of the cello solo part, I did have a part and I like sang it into the recording for him to like play it back and he did something different. And uh, I liked when he did better. So, right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it, you
0: know. Yeah, a beautiful accident.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, he's, he's a great player. Um, And yeah, did a great job on the song, in my opinion.
0: Now, when you're writing songs, do you have a process in general that songs come to you or is it all across the board?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I would say the vast majority of my songs that I write come about from initially from me just, you know, picking around on my guitar and just playing, you know, playing whatever comes to mind and just kind of like stumbling on things. So I think the vast majority I'll come up with like a guitar, either a a progression or like a a riff type deal. Um, And then normally I'll get like a little bit of a melody to go along with it. It just kind of like organically, I'll kind of, you know, do whatever. And then I'll get it all on my voice recorder and I'll get that initial idea or snippet from the guitar or the vocal part, normally both. And then from there, it's just like workshopping it and just like going back and like trying to figure out lyrics and, um, deciding if it needs, you know, another bridge or some kind of different you know, chords to add. Um so that has been my process, you know, for for a lot of the songs. There's been like rare occasions. Like there was one occasion where like a melody came to me in my sleep, which I know is corny, sounds cheesy, it, but it's true. Cliche, the me- yes. Yeah, the melody and the lyric, yeah, came Ammon to me eggs. in my sleep. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> and so I woke up and like, you know, quickly, you know, did that. There's there's been other songs where like um like I'll come up with the melody in my head while I'm driving. And like I told you for, for novelty, um, as long as this can last is another example of that. Um, I've got another song, Good Morning Rose, where I kind of came up with the melody in my head. And so it's just, you know, the fact that you can just pull out your iPhone and capture those right when you have that little flash of like, Oh, that could be something. It's like a game changer. I mean, it's so, you know, Right. It's so nice because I would forget all these things, you know, if I, if I had to wait till I got home to like do something with it. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some songs have come about that way, but, but yeah, normally it's just, you know, whipping out the guitar, messing around on it and jamming around just like I did when I was like 13 or 14, like, you know, same deal. Um, I think it would be fun to experiment with new approaches to songwriting, but I just, you know, I've just kind of done this, you know, Pretty yeah. much for for all of them so far. Yeah. So we'll see what happens in the future, though.
0: And, and it's working. Yeah. I mean, Thank I, you. When you were when you were talking to, I was remi- I was reminded of I, I think in Paul McCartney's book, and I don't remember the name of it. He was talking about like when they would jot down an idea, like on a napkin, or you mm-hmm. know, some snippets of words, and and just a general idea. They were like, "If I can't remember how this goes." you know, in the hours it takes to get to an instrument, then it wasn't worth keeping. It, in the it, first place.
1: Yeah, Probably not good enough. Yeah, exactly. I've heard that too. Yeah. So they
0: <laughs> they didn't have that voice recorder. <laughs> yeah. Things oh. worked out for them though. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the songs we'd have. I, I, probably <laughs> impossible to imagine. I, 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 AI, AI could maybe imagine the songs that the Beatles could have. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Have you heard the new one? Then and now...
1: I, I have not. I, I okay, mean, I'm I gonna, should I should listen to it, but I haven't yet. All right, I saw that Peter Jackson discussion. was involved. Was Peter Jackson, like, did the video or something like that?
0: I, I heard there's a documentary that's very good on HBO Max, but mm-hmm. I will come forth and say that I don't really want to hear it. <laughs> really? You know? Just because it's... Like, I I feel like the, 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 the book is closed on the Beatles, and I don't need this, so I, I don't... Co- I or don't it, want to hear it.
1: I wonder if it's the same type of thing as some people don't want the holograms for famous like musicians or whoever to like perform concerts concerts now. Like, it feels like it's the same thing there a little bit, I,
0: yeah, I don't want the holograms for like artists I really like, but yeah, if it gets tacky, like I know like Ronnie James Dio had a hologram tour, and I was like, mm. I, I, <laughs> I, I could enjoy seeing that just <laughs> f- from a certain level, yeah. Uh, that makes but, sense. But I, I don't want to see John Lennon in a hologram singing AI lyrics. So. Yeah, yeah, I did too much. They gave us a gift. It was more than enough, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm happy. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So I was going to mention that uh, I've been a fan of yours for about a year. I was introduced to you by... Funny, funnily enough. Speaking of AI, uh, the Amazon Music algorithm. Oh, okay. Which said, "Hey, here's an artist you might like," and I guess that's it. Was a case where technology worked out for the better. There you (laughs) You go. Write it down. We didn't wake up to a dystopia, and the Statue of Liberty wasn't on a beach, but the technology was very helpful, and. Um, it was. Uh, oh shit! It's escaping big now. Was um, it? I still miss someone. Was I still one? miss someone? Yes, I yes, that's what exactly. You said. And oh god! Oh, I love that song. I'm, I am, you know. And I don't know if it's like, uh, nothing at all is like a love song, and then mm-hmm. I still miss someone is. It's a love song, but in a you know loved and lost kind of way. Uh, I I have a soft spot for for. A good, loved and lost song, and that one—it's just a great one. So, yeah, thank you for that. No, oh, well, thanks, thanks for
1: saying that. Yeah, um, I mean, it's you know a Johnny Cash song cover, so it was fun to, and obviously a big challenge. You know, anytime you take a song like that, I feel like you're opening yourself up to to risk for a lot of people to hate you for trying to take mm-hmm. on you know a classic. But, um, but I don't know. I was happy with how it turned out, and uh,
0: yeah. And yeah. it, but if you're not going to make it your own, it's like, why bother, you know? Yeah, Because yeah. we've got the original. Yeah. So. Exactly. It, yeah. You pulled it off. Cause it, like, Hendrix doing Bob Dylan works for me, but uh, I, I think Van Halen doing the kinks works for me, but most most of the time a cover that sounds exactly like the original, I'm, uh, I, I don't see the point. Yeah. What is the point? Yeah. <laughs> i don't get it all right so you are 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 you going to tour for this record um
1: so i probably not like an official tour but i'll play like to wrap up the year i've got a few shows around uh dallas fort worth area that i'll be playing and then hoping to play a good number of shows um uh, next year. That's the plan. That's that's the goal. So play a lot of shows in kind of Texas and, and Arkansas. Go back to the to motherland, play some shows there hopefully. Sure. Um, so yeah, just kind of some regional stuff. So, But excited to get back out there. You know, for a lot of the shows that I've been doing in the DFW area, I've got a buddy who plays piano. Uh, so we go out and do the duo thing and it's a lot of fun. It's a fun format and we have a good time. Mm-hmm.
0: Would you say that... Texas has an influence on you that is, is different from Arkansas?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I would say that I didn't really listen to much country music before moving to Texas. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's a function of moving to Texas or a function of age or, 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 or what, but, um, but I have listened to it's a lot more. Me, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause I, when I was a kid, like I always, I was always one of those people who said, I love everything but country, you know. Um, but then moving to Texas, it's like I just discovered, you know, artist after artist that, you know, were just awesome. The songs really spoke to me. So now I love like the Outlaw you know the classic stuff um lo- love that and you know whatever whenever I'm playing kind of those longer gigs I'll throw in Willie Nelson you know uh Merle Haggard you know Waylon Jennings plenty of Johnny Cash songs um so yeah uh I would say it's probably influenced me you know a little bit maybe towards the countryside on some
0: songs maybe um playing in you
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. And it's, that's another thing that's funny is that when I talk, I feel like I don't have much of a twang. But then sometimes when I sing, it'll just like randomly <laughs> poke its head out at different points to give me this random twang sometimes.
0: So I don't yes, know. You're putting it's not on like your... intentional. It's just happens. You know, it's a persona you're stepping into. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're, you mentioned Merle Haggard, and I am eternally grateful because I was uh, I saw. I was firmly in my I don't listen to country music phase, and mm-hmm. I dated someone who wanted to see uh, Confederate Railroad who, who was opening for Merle Haggard. So mm. because of who I was dating, I accidentally saw Merle Haggard and <laughs> was blown away, and may ha- that may have been the moment that, that opened me up to accepting country music.
1: That's awesome,
0: that's, that's, that's a good story. The Walworth intro. County Fair in the middle of a racetrack. Wow! There you go. <laughs> That's amazing. Standing yeah, in the, standing in the horse poop almost. Yeah,
1: there. it's funny. The first time I saw, I've seen Willie Nelson play twice, um, and the first time it was because I was going to see the Dave Matthews Band play in Memphis, and Willie Nelson was opening for the Dave Matthews Band. Um, you know, which that doesn't seem right. Which is one of those funny things, but it's like, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, Dave right. Matthews' band, I feel like regularly top like the most grossing tour sales or whatever. Like, so, I mean, right. I don't know. It's interesting, but, but yeah, I mean, Willie Nelson was great. I did, I confess, I felt bad for him because when Dave Matthews' band went on, it was like the full production and the energy was just like on a, it's just a different <laughs> thing, right? And so, um, yeah. so I feel like his sound maybe got a little dwarfed. I hate to say that, but um, he's great. Though I saw him play at his like July Fourth, like picnic that he does um, out near Billy Bob's. So we went to, we went to that, and that was such a fun show. So we we saw Willie Nelson play, and then we saw Chris Christopherson play.
0: Oh, and yeah! Like I
1: mean, when Christopherson got out there, I mean, it was just like I don't know. He just he just looked like the I don't know the Moses of of classic country. I, I don't know what you. It was just yeah, like a legend. A lot of
0: songs. He's it was just like a I love- couldn't
1: it was just a legend up there playing and uh he was fantastic it was it was a great show um so yeah that was fun i feel lucky to have gotten to see those two play
0: mm mm-hmm. how how do you say i mean how how would to get weirdly like i don't meta on on music itself what do you say is wh- what do you think music brings to culture itself I mean, we're, we're talking about big venues and shows that are pulled off in different ways. What, yeah. what role does, at a high level, does music play in culture?
1: Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think it does a lot of important things. And I would say to get to the culture piece, like, I guess, firstly, when I think about songs and music and, and what it does for me, it's like it. It, you know it can turn your day around it can bring you joy which which you know it can maybe you had a terrible morning terrible traffic and then your favorite song or, or some song that you've never heard before that just really moves you comes on on the radio or whatever and it can change your whole outlook for a day mm-hmm. which is no small thing in in my view and then so there's there's that there's also the piece of hearing you know it's like the thing when you're reading a book or you hear a song and it's like. They say something that you didn't really necessarily know was something other people experienced. And you're, you're like, "Oh, you feel that too." or "Oh, you've been through that too." And so it makes you feel less alone. It makes you feel almost more human, more connected with you know what other people are going through. So I think you know those types of things play on more the individual level, but I think culture is a result of a bunch of individuals. So I think there's influence that way. Um, from like a more meta, like zoomed out piece. I think that, you know, obviously if you go to a big concert where, you know, Taylor Swift obviously is a good example of that, but people go there and they almost have like, I don't know if you want to call it religious experiences, but, but they have these kind of like moments of, you know, I I think it can bring about moments of like connection and relationship and community and unity and like all those types of things in those events. And I think that hopefully there's some carryover from that into, you know, how they operate in their day-to-day lives and, and all of that kind of contributes, you know, and again, in my view to, to culture. So those, those are like two, you know, ideas. And then I guess a third one would be obviously speaking directly to your cultural moments through your songwriting. Um, Mm -hmm. That's, you know, One of the things that I'm trying to do on the song Bad Faith is to, you know, call out the numerous bad faith actors that we have kind of in this modern digital social media and algorithm driven culture that we've got. You know what I mean? It's like so Mm -hmm. um, that that's kind of, you know, you know, I think I think those types of songs, you know. Can contribute to culture in terms of like, you know, calling out problems or issues, maybe even proposing solutions. So I think it's I think it's very powerful. I think it's very powerful on an individual level, which can contribute to culture. But then also zoomed out, I think it has a lot of impact on folks being able to identify problems and um, you know relate to their current day
0: and age. Now, when when you're writing a song like Bad Faith, how much does it express something like a concept that you're you're firmly uh entrenched in and how much does it help you make sense of what you're feeling as this as you write the song uh yeah. goes along was that a yeah.
1: question <laughs> no i mean it's a great point i mean i i think it was a question but i would just say <laughs> i think it's a great point and like it's it's like i i I view like songwriting as kind of a learning process, like and and trying to know yourself better and communicate better. And in that process, when you're writing things down, sometimes you learn things about yourself, and sometimes it's for the sake of like processing things that you're going through. Um, and, and so I think it's so so yeah, it's like. I think you learn and you can, I think you can learn and hopefully you can teach Mm -hmm. (laughs) in songwriting or or get your idea across. Maybe not teach is the best word, but, but get your idea across to people, present your thoughts uh, for them to consider uh, as well as learn as you go through the, through the process. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that was a lot of jumbledness, but hopefully you got my point.
0: It was a jumbled answer for a jumbled question. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) We're on the same wavelength. (laughs) then. Right. Right. We got it going on. So here's the moment of awkward silence. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> so the, your last record, beginning and end, was felt very uh, singer songwriter, uh, more folky. Uh, this new record uh, has more electric stuff going on and feels brighter and mm-hmm. and more energy. Are you feeling like a conscious energy? that you're trying to bring to a particular project or um, does that just kind of present itself as you go along?
1: Yeah. um, So for the first uh, album beginning and end, I wouldn't say uh, I think that was something that was maybe more discovered as we went along kind of the the vibe and the feel of the record. Uh, So I think that was kind of something that we pieced together as we went um, and then once you get kind of a little ways into it, it kind of gives you, to me, it gives you kind of rules or, or, or um, guardrails for production and, and instrumentation and everything. So, I would say for the first one, it was that for Repetitions, the second album, I wanted it to be more, again, poppy. I wanted it to be hopefully more catchy. Um, so that was my goal going into it. And like, looking back, I feel like I still have like a good number of like more folky songs. So I guess I really can't fully escape, um, <laughs> folkiness, which is fine. I love, I love folk music. It
0: doesn't have to be, you, uh, yeah, you don't have to go in one direction and never come back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, the, the, it, the attention was to be more upbeat and, um, you know, I, I love folk music and I love like singer songwriter stuff but sometimes you know sometimes some of it can get boring and so i wanted this record to not be boring at all you know i wanted it to to have more going on to be bigger to have more dynamic more variety and so you've got you know guitar solos on bad faith you've got like an arcade game sounding electric guitar riff on as long as this can last and then you've got like on the other side you've got kind of this sweeping more cinematic you know, string section on songs like repetitions or or nothing at all. And then, obviously, the last song, it's like just one guitar and one vocal, you know, very kind of, you know, bare bones. Um, So I wanted to have dynamic. I wanted to have uh, more on the rock side, and I think
0: I think we did that. (laughs) Yeah. How many songs did you bring into the studio?
1: Yeah, so I always go into the studio with, like, the final batch. Um, So, you know, I think for this... For this record, I mean, there's kind of a... For, for this particular album, I had a little bit of struggle because I was trying to make another album, basically. Like, I had a different theme and vibe that I wanted, and I kept writing these at the beginning stage. I kept writing... and I So my thought was I'll have two different albums, the more, like, folky, um, kind of with the same, the other theme, and then, like, the Repetitions album, which would hopefully be more upbeat and, and poppy. So... Initially, I I was trying to jam it all into one album, but then I just kept writing songs. So I probably wrote like 15 or 20 uh, total songs, and then it whittled it down to like 10 uh, for the the final album.
0: Okay, but but you knew which 10 you were
1: going to... Yeah, going into the studio, I knew which 10, yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm.
0: so do you have something in mind for a next record then?
1: Yeah, yeah. So for the next album, I've got like probably eight or nine songs that I know that I want to be on it. And it's more in a folky direction. Um, I've always wanted to do like a true acoustic album, like with just like acoustic and then like mandolin, banjo, like like strings, no like electric guitars, just dropping the rock piece and mm-hmm. just really dive into the, so that is what I'm probably going to do for the next album. Um, kind of leaning into that could change you know sure just warning it putting that on there but i'm not um, gonna hold you to it don't hold me to yeah <laughs> um yeah so but but the next yeah the next thing is kind of leaning more into folky direction um and hopefully i can yeah pull it off so
0: have you heard yeah. uh gabe lee's record that came out in july where it's all yeah, like I, acoustic and mandolin and stripped down
1: it's nice it um, sounds a little I, bit I like haven't. what
0: you're doing what you're talking about
1: Okay. Yeah. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I've heard some of his old stuff. I, I like him. So I'll have to check out his new album, but yeah, I've been listening to like so much Nickel Creek. And so that's probably gotten into me. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I like the mandolin.
0: Oh yeah. Just, just, just a question. Cause it rang, it rang that bell. It made me think of that. So <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. So, so you got some, some shows around Texas coming up uh you yep. gonna, you gonna, uh, do when do you, do you have a sense of when you're going to start working on a next record do you, is it is it feel thing or is it more strategic
1: yeah so right now my plan um again subject to change but my plan is to use 2024 to just play shows play out um and then try to focus on Refining the songs that I've got and then writing new songs. So one what, what of my favorite things to do when it comes to like making albums and, and kind of what I'm doing f- for music is is to get like what I think is going to be the final 10 songs for an album and then try to write songs that are better wow. to like replace them. It's like this fun little. You throw, that, throw it on the
0: it, gauntlet on yourself.
1: It's a fun little challenge. Um and, and I, I, yeah it's fun it's fun I don't know why it's fun but uh but yeah so I'm planning on doing playing shows and then songwriting in 2024 um and then hopefully putting out the next record probably 2025 is is kind of my my loose plan but but who knows maybe I'll get halfway through the year and I'm like ah I want to go back to the studio and yeah. make music now because I tend to get I I tend to feel very impatient like once I've got a song I think a lot of songwriters and uh I know you're a musician as well so I, I think a lot of musicians if they've got something that they think is good they like feel this compulsion or they have to get it down and get it out to people mm-hmm. um and so yeah I do feel that way sometimes so so we'll see
0: do, do you road test the new material before taking it into the studio see how it works um, well?
1: yeah I mean I show it to my family <laughs> <laughs> I I do that and then yeah norm, normally I mean a lot of the, not all the songs but maybe some of the songs I'll play in a live setting before going to a studio but yeah but it's not like Chris they, Rock they,
0: where he like workshops everything and he takes notes on while he's on stage and no no it's 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 not it's not like that so yeah plus like whatever I play live
1: typically like I some I've sometimes played full band but normally it's like an acoustic setting is your
0: voice recorder that you use to capture ideas is is it full of snippets yes yeah how many many snippets how many snippets of ideas do you think you have on your voice recorder right now um i wonder if i can check can i check yeah
1: oh it doesn't really have like a wow count or anything Um, uh park gas oh wait a minute yeah, so all recordings. If I go back, it says all recordings, 718.
0: Oh, 718. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting a double album in uh, 2025 it When I say snippet, though, I mean, it's got some pretty ugly snippets <laughs> on
1: there. Like, some very rudimentary, like, you know, just... Two notes. Oh, could this be a... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of, like... So when I talk about refining, like, I will record so many different versions of the songs because i think i got the final one i'm like nah that sucks i gotta change this so i go back and do another one or i'll change a lyric and so i want to hear what it sounds like that so a lot of repeats as well so So that's 718
0: distinct no ideas okay no sir all right well i'll tell you what man i don't want to press our luck with on technology and i i think you have have given some great in-depth answers and I think this could be a good point to wrap up. So I will say that okay. thank you so much uh, for talking with me and uh, yeah. i look forward to re- listening to more repetitions uh, uh, of the record, especially now with the insights that I have. So um, yeah. Thank you, John. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: you're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. It was a, it was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.